Welcome to the NBA Coast to Coast podcast brought to you by thelines.com. Coming to you from the West Coast, Josh Lander, joined as always by Nate Weitzer on the East Coast. And we're looking at Game 3 all knotted up here in the NBA Finals. This is our best bets video for the for that Game 3 we're talking about here on Wednesday night. Also want to make sure to like and subscribe to that page. Check out the Play Up Props video we have up for you guys. Uh, and continue to follow along throughout the rest of these finals. Also head to thelines.com and check out everything that we're putting up on the site. And use that Odds Finder tool on there to make sure that you're getting the best odds available to you. And all these books that are giving us bets this NBA Finals. Uh, we had a wonderful best bets video last time. Hopefully you were following along. 4-0 and for the kids. Jokic was the leading scorer in the game by a long shot. And the Nuggets... Uh, did not win that game, but they need to win the series to hit that prop. Uh, but yeah, Jokic to lead this series looks really, really good right now. Uh, the Heat are scored well over 103, 111 in that one. They also covered 8.5 by winning the game. And Gabe Vincent uh, had actually 23 points, I believe, which he only needed 13. So we'll probably continue to go back to him. I know I will. Uh, but let's jump into your first best bet here, Nate. Yes, the theme of today's show is not panicking, uh, as we have been professing to bet the Nuggets for weeks now to win the series in in at least uh, six games or fewer, and that's the bet I'm looking at now. If you want to take advantage of that, the fact that now the odds are pretty good for a team that was minus 800 after they won game one. So you can get them minus one and a half in this series at plus 120. You can get the exact 4-2 win at uh, plus 330. If you tack on Jokic MVP, I don't see any chance he's not winning the MVP. So that's just a little slight boost there. I put a unit on either of those, certainly. And then maybe a quarter unit on this, because if we're saying Nuggets are going to win in exactly six, how is it going to play out then? I think Nuggets will win game three, lose game four, win the the other two. I mean, play around with it however you want. But the, the correct order, you can usually get plus 800 or plus 900 odds on those. Uh, so it might be worth betting two of those different ones. And then you, you kind of come out uh, with, with pretty good odds, even if one does not, I mean, when one does not hit. But so, I mean, here's why I'm not panicking. I mean, the Heat, the heat are going to heat. They're going to they're gonna win clutch games. They're going to, they basically played a perfect fourth quarter. They basically, you know, Duncan Robinson turned into the second coming of, uh, you know, Tracy McGrady or something and and just scored 12 straight points to just pull them out of a hole. They get 36 in the fourth quarter. They shot, again, nearly 50% from three, which they do a lot in these playoffs. But, uh, you know, they don't shoot as well at home from three. If they don't hit everything, if they don't get Denver's wings to not hit anything uh, while Jokic is just eviscerating them... um, and they don't get, to be honest, like four or five consecutive really fortunate calls that kind of pivoted the game to a degree. Um, you know, I, I don't think they win that game still. And then we're not having this conversation that like, oh, Miami's back in this. Like, they're going to win the series. Like, you know, I, I'm not like that was your big trump card, putting Kevin Love in the starting lineup. Uh, I, I mean, it's, it's just not. You still have no answers for Jokic. And even though the the quote answer was like, let him score tamped down everybody else. Jimmy did a good job on jarting Jamal Murray <laughs> with that being the situation. But I mean, the Nuggets are going to figure it out. Like this was just a gut punch. This is a team that had not even, you know, had trouble at home, all playoffs, a team that hadn't you know, seriously been challenged in a while, just hadn't played in a while before game one. 
And now, you know, Mike Malone is like sitting there like, I told y'all, like you say, <laughs> you, he's like, it's one thing for him to yell at his team after letting up a big lead in game one and then be like, yeah, yeah, coach. Yeah. And yeah, we know finish, finish it out, finish out. He's like, no, you see now you see what the heat do. And so they will be on top of it. I think going forward the rest of the series. And I just, again, trust the intelligence of their top two players, uh, the overwhelming size advantage. Like you remember when Miami was getting crushed on the boards by Boston and it's like, how are they still winning? I mean, they didn't win a couple of those games, obviously. Uh, but it, it was just like a huge discrepancy. And it's like, wow. Imagine if the, if the team that got all those offensive rebounds actually was a ruthlessly efficient team that was going to make you pay on all those. That's the Denver Nuggets. They're not going to poop their pants down the stretch uh, like the Celtics did with just like chickens with their heads cut off. But yeah. I mean, Caleb Martin, we said turn into a pumpkin. It turns out he's actually pretty damn sick. Um, mm. So, I mean, still no field goals until the final five minutes. He gutted that out. Struce gave you absolutely nothing after having that initial barrage. Uh, I don't know how consistent Duncan Robinson is going to be. Kind of catching dudes by surprise by being able to go off the dribble. Jimmy is still, you know, like, I, like I've been saying in player props, 23 points per game since that Bucks series on pretty poor splits. And off-court stuff for him, too. Apparently, his father is really sick, um, you know, which is not nice. But it's, it's certainly, you know, it, it's, it seems to be distracting to a degree. I, I don't know how much you want to play into that. But just, just the point is with personnel, like, we know Denver is much better and much deeper, just like Boston and Milwaukee were. But the difference, I think, is, is the intelligence and the adaptability of a Jokic-led team. So I do think they'll still win this series um, and win at least three of the next four. Yeah. Yes. Uh, which do I touch on first? But minus one and a half, I hit that uh, last night right away as well for plus money. Um, the the Nuggets to win the series by at least two games. Um, I also have a bet already going of, of Jokic uh, to win the MVP and them to win in five. I hit that before game two at plus 200 on FanDuel. Um, and so my plan the whole time, and it's interesting because you brought it up, you brought up the order bet as well. Like you can get the exact order uh, and guess that and get really good odds. Denver, like the one you selected here, Denver to win the next game, then Miami to win game four, and then Denver to win the next two to close it out in six. That's plus 850 on FanDuel. And what I'm so happy about is that was always going to be my hedge because on FanDuel, it was the exact same before game two. It was the exact same uh, uh, odds for two different orders, which was. Miami wins some version of game three and four, and then Denver closes it out in five, right? But obviously Denver lost last night. So this was always my hedge plan was I still think Denver wins, you know, Miami wins one because you can probably get those same exact odds of eight plus 850 for Miami to win the next game, then Denver to win like three in a row or whatever, right? And still ended in six. So like, I think both those, both those things are likely. And if they're the exact same odds, I still really like it. But I'm just really with all that stuff. Obviously, it's not really time to panic for Denver. It's interesting, though, because there's just so much that's like gone weirdly in a way that might make you think like in game one, Denver did not play well. Honestly, they gave up a ton of open shots. They specifically didn't play well on defense. They also missed a lot of shots. And so you could have said that was a game that Miami could have taken if they were just a little bit better. Um, and then, you know, you go to game two, and it's like, well, they at one point, Denver was on a 41 to 14 run. If you said that was going to be the case at any point in the game, you'd be like, OK, they won by double digits uh, and they end up losing by three because of just Miami just chipping away. And 
probably Duncan Robinson being thrown at you. And I think it's always going to be a surprise when he does drive, even after you've seen it like 10 times in the last three games, like it's still going to be weird when, when Duncan Robinson is finishing cleanly in the lane over defenders. Uh, It's wild stuff to watch, but I'm going to move on to my bet. That still correlates to a lot of stuff you're talking about here, which is Denver to score 109 points in this one. Uh, A lot correlates to that. I mean, they they score more on the road, first of all, and uh, the, the 109 that they need at minus 108 on FanDuel, I'm good with a unit and a half because I mean, they're scoring 117 per game on the road. You can talk about the fact that they, they had a number of games against the Suns with like a boatload of points, and that's fine. But um, their D rating is also worse, uh, and they're giving up more points where, you know, the 116 and a half defensive rating, which is not good, versus the 108 D rating that they've had at home in these playoffs because they were previously undefeated before last night. Uh, they played a faster pace on the road as well. Um, so, you know, I'm just buying into Jamal coming back alive uh, and, and taking a bunch more shots. I know Jimmy did a good job on him, but I do think there was some tentativeness and obviously there's no uh there was no sort of opportunity for him to take over when joker was like just get out of my way until i can play cody zeller off the floor because i'm tired of him uh and you know joker staying aggressive is still going to be a thing he had 11 potential assists not an outlandish number for a guy who has the ball in his hand so much but it does show that like four five of those shots go in uh to keep you at like 40 still under 50% shooting uh, from his teammates. But if they, if they just shoot at 45% from the field uh, on those 11 potential assists, we're talking about a different, you know, different outcome for sure. And then everyone's not so worried about his four assists that he had in that game. Um, and, and yeah, I think with, with everything that you said as well, just in terms of what, what we're seeing from, from the heat on offense is like, it, it's, it's not sustainable all the time. And if you are a good team, like Denver, you step on their throat. I think Michael Porter jr. Is going to come back as well. He's better on the road. Talk about that a bit more later, but, uh, yeah, I'm, 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 like I said, taking Denver points in this one, uh, and we'll see if Miami comes along for the ride, but I still think it'll be a decent game. I also hit, uh, Denver minus two already because it came out last night at, at two and I, I thought it would continue to go up, which I believe it has. It's at least a two and a half on most books, uh, and also up to three on some. So uh, I'm happy with the two points I got for them to win at, at good money as well. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty much similar bets all around here, leading one into the other. Cause I'm thinking, Nuggets to win in the over, it gets you like plus 220 at least, maybe like plus 280 at different places, depending where you get the total 215 and a half, not that high for a Nuggets road game where, you know, you'd think during the regular season, they scored a lot less, but in these playoffs, like you mentioned, 117 and a half a game and their defensive rating is also seven and a half uh, points worse. So they're four and three to the over on the road. Every single one of those games has gotten at least 222. Uh, we saw 219 in game two there as there was positive regression for Miami. There's still plenty of room for positive regression for Denver, who's shooting under 35% in these two games to only score 106 per game. Still adjusting to that zone, which, you know, Josh is actually saying, like, I wish they stayed in that zone longer because Jokic was getting ready to uh, to dice them up and kick, kick it out. Certainly if MPJ comes back, strong uh that will help their offense and and not necessarily the defense as much but look Miami's defense it's it's been up and down I mean you've got to look at when in that series against Boston at home where they were not able to shut the door at all and they had a 120 defensive rating in those three home games they also allowed 13 offensive rebounds and 17 second chance points and, and poor game and 45 paint points to a Boston team that, you know, re- shoots the most threes in the league, basically does not attack the t- paint. And that's like their Achilles heel. And Denver is not going to rely too much on the three. Then, you know, we're not just sitting here going like, well, if they shoot 39% from three, 
this will turn around. Like, no, they can get it going inside and out. Like, do you guys remember the first half of game one? It was just like, yeah, get out of here, little man. Like, let's just go back to Aaron Gordon down low. Uh, <laughs> they have three guys who are taller than Bam. Um, and, and I do expect Miami to be able to score enough to get this game over. I mean, certainly if Denver gets over their total, you don't need much more. Um, because, you know, they, they're, they have a 153 offensive rating in the second half in the fourth quarter of these two games here. In the playoffs, it's 121. Denver, 118 fourth quarter offensive rating in these playoffs. You know, not as good in this series so far because the, the Heat have thrown some adjustments in late. But this is unlike, you know, what we've been hammering a lot in the playoffs, which is to say like under in the fourth, though, based on those numbers, right? Both these teams can score right down to the final buzzer. That's what we saw in this last game with Denver, you know, looking dead in the water and then still almost hitting enough threes to force overtime uh, to call, crawl back into that one. And, and I'm just saying again, like, I think they're just a little, they were a little shocked by the physicality, the competitiveness of it. Um, Jamal, like you said, is, is due to bounce back. And the last three times he scored under 20 in these playoffs, he came back with 26, 32, and 35. Uh, so I think he'll find ways to get it going and, and we'll just see a lot more offense here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with all that. And I'm not discounting the, uh, the, the Miami defense necessarily, but like it's, this is, you know, happy, happy. Uh, it was, a, you know, congratulations to the Kings. I'm trying to say, but this is the best offense in the NBA when it comes down to it, like in, in the playoffs, when you need a bucket, when it's like, we have multiple different ways to score. There's really no gimmicks to this. There's just one of the best passers of all time, um, feeding a very talented bunch who also just sort of like fit their roles. KCP has yet to play super well or, or, or shoot well. Um, so I think, you know, there's plenty of positive regression available for him as well. So yeah, I think all the points that, that Denver, we believe in them scoring, Sure, like the the, for the over at two fourteen and a half with with you know Miami not needing too much to come along for the ride, just get over like one hundred one or so. I think we'll feel pretty good about that. So, um, Gabe Vincent, whatever. What do you want me to say? Like I'm I'm putting in best bets again. <laughs> like there's just so much to like about it, honestly. And um, you know, thirteen and a half points is now minus one twenty uh, on on DK or FanDuel. Um, and, and I think Caesars might have him at minus one nineteen. It was it was kind of fluctuating, so it's like right around minus one twenty either way for for Gaby. Uh, I'm going with a unit and a half. I mean, you might as well get it up to even money for him to get fifteen points. Uh, it's like plus one hundred two on Fanduel. I'm fine with it. Just put it up an extra point. It's he's got the second highest usage uh, on the starting lineup, and really when he's on the floor still to this point. Um, over the last like eight games, uh, he's shooting in in the first game he shot fourteen times. In the second game he shot twelve times and only needed 12 shots to get those 23 because he was four of six from deep. Um, he's hit 14 points or more in six of his last eight games. Uh, you know, and he, he had a little ankle tweak in there too, which is why he actually missed one of them and then kind of played uh, a little bit poorly. Or he, he actually, he had 17 when he came out in that game. But either way, he's averaging 17 a game in those last eight um, at 35 minutes a game and, and shooting 51 from the field and 53 from deep. So he's he's got... 3.13 3, uh, three pointers made, uh, and he's hit three in five of his last eight. So, like, for him to hit three is still even money on DraftKings. Like, for the odds and how often he's doing it consistently, 
great. Uh, 19% usage rate. Like he's the dude, right? He's the third scorer on this team that you rely upon. Uh, he could probably take a few more shots if he wanted to, but I, he's also, um, you know, playing alongside other starters consistently. There's really not that many, if any, uh, second line unit uh, minutes for him at this point. So, you know, he, he's playing with these guys, but he's still got the green light to shoot. And whatever's going on with Jimmy, that is is the reason that he's still, you know, t- he took 19 shots last game. Um, not very efficient, set only seven made shots. So, you know, whatever is going on with him on offense, it, 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 he's still bringing on defense. Whatever is going on him with him on offense is when they call upon Gabe Vincent. And Max Schuster just doesn't shoot after like the first quarter. And, and it'll continue to be that way in the first half, really. Like once he he's he's hit his shots, the second half is really not when he starts to take off, especially because that is when you see uh, the, the majority of, of Duncan Robinson's minutes. But Gabe Vincent is out there uh, for, for all 35 minutes that he's been playing. And, and I'm going to continue to ride him. Like just do the percentages. If he shoots the ball 13 times a game on average, He's got to make like four shots, including like a couple threes and the three free throws that he's getting. And but Bob's your uncle. You're at like 14 points. Yeah. I mean, let's go through it. Kyle Lowry after a nice game one, minus 15. Caleb Martin, apparently really sick with a non-COVID illness. Jimmy struggling to score against these big guys. Tyler Hero, not positive uh, reports about him playing in game three. Still yeah. hand soreness and him basically saying like, I don't want to mess up this, this mojo right now so yeah it's still Gabe Vincent playing 35 minutes he actually played a little less in that elite performance in game two uh but you know more efficiency so I mean 14 points is really low for him and and I'm looking at some of these head-to-head props that and and player props you know even even for him to outscore MPJ or Aaron Gordon I'd rather go with MPJ based on what we said saw last game so I mean look at the head-to-head in terms of Vincent being undervalued, because yeah, he's yeah. he's a pretty good bet for fifteen, if not more, like we saw the last two games. Yep, that's been working out as well. That the head to heads uh, with Gabe Vincent as well. I wish there was an over under like nineteen point five million dollars a year that he's about to make next year. I'll take the over on that at this point. Like he's nice, and there's no moment too big for him. So we'll continue to ride with Gabe, even as they continue to, to slightly raise his props. Like I still don't think it's fully market corrected. So. You're listening to the Lines.com Podcast Network. Looking for the latest player props and the best betting odds from the top U.S. sports books all in one place? Then join us right here every day this season for free picks and best bets from the sports betting experts you can trust. Check out the Lines.com NFL Megapod as Matt Brown, Steven Andrus, and Adam Candy break down every game for this weekend's football slate. Join the Coast to Coast podcast crew Mondays through Fridays as Nate Weitzer and Josh Lander bring you the best player props and game lines for Major League Baseball, the NBA, and the NFL. And tune in to Beat the Closing Line twice a week as Nicole Russo, Mo Nawara, and Eli Hershkovich dive into NFL opening lines, plus special guests from the sports betting world. So subscribe, rate, and review to the Lines Podcast Network, the source you can trust to make you a better sports better. Bet basketball, baseball, or hockey with a risk-free bet up to $600 at BetMGM. Sign up and use bonus code THELINES and you're on your way with the king of sportsbooks. Get the BetMGM app today and use promo code THELINES to make a risk-free bet up to $600. This is a new customer offer. Paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia only. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem. Call one 800 522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER 
in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia, and 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa and Tennessee. Call or text the red line at 800-889-9789. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. You're starting with an interesting, well, you're starting with a fun bet, but like, just talk to us about this, uh, this prop bet here, talking about Jokic to kick things off. Yeah. I mean, well, you said you bet this before the series started at plus 1800. I did not. Uh, I just said it was available. I did not. uh, Unfortunately, I would have told you guys. But Yeah. Still now after he's gotten 50 plus PRA in both the first two games, you can get Jokic plus 500 to get that, to continue that trend, to get at least 50 PRA. And that's something he's done in 12 of his last 14 playoff games, huge triple doubles. It appears now he's really going to be a scorer in this series. I mean, Miami might switch things up a little bit, but there's obviously nobody stopping him and he's taking over in that regard. Yeah. So I hit it it for for game three last night, by the way, because it came out at 50 and a half. And I was like, I'm going to hit it before it gets up to like 51 and a half, honestly. Yeah. I know because you wanted those assists. You 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 wanted them so bad that you went away from your original pick, Struess, which I don't think you mentioned in the video. But I, it's the same kind of logic here with us taking some guys who did not shoot particularly well the game before, and then they're going to come out firing pretty. You know, so I'm taking KCP to hit two three pointers minus one eleven at FanDuel. I think that's real friendly odds for a guy who's a reliable veteran on the road in a spot where his team absolutely needs him. Like how many times do you remember the 2020 finals, the beginning of the game when the Lakers needed him, like he's hitting corner threes, he's coming out, setting a good tone. He actually shot 30% in those finals uh, from three, but he hit 2.2 a game, including going six for 18 in the three games at Miami. You know, he's been good on the road all the throughout these playoffs. He just went seven for 14 in the two at the Lakers a really good three-point defense at home. Um, And Miami is a good three-point defense at home in these playoffs as well. But I still think he'll be able to hit two. I think the way they adjust their defense, if they're going to keep playing zone, Denver should be able to get their three-point shooters open. Michael Porter Jr. could struggle again. That that solidifies his KCP's role even more. I mean, he's going to play a lot either way because he's defending Jimmy well. Which brings me to another option here, which is head-to-head. KCP hits more threes than Jimmy, who, you know, I guess we're, we're now do, considering him a three-point shooter because he's hit eight in his last four games. I, I don't think that's the way he really wants to play. Now that we go back home, Jimmy might be much more aggressive going to the basket. His previous four, he only went one for eight in four games from three. So in the previous 10, you look at in the playoffs, four three-pointers over 10 games. Four for 21. I mean, he knows that's not the strength of his game. KCP is a spot-up shooter. <clears throat> so those are the ways I'm looking to bet this. And and then of all the player performance doubles, KCP to hit three threes in a win at plus 500. Worth a look. I mean, it, it's some juice there. We, we like the Nuggets to bounce back and win this game. And if he's going to play 36-ish minutes, uh, you know, which he did even though he fouled out last game, He'll get his opportunities, um, only one for three in the first two in this series, but I think he'll get more opportunities uh, as the series wears on. 
I hope so. I mean, he's he's getting the minutes, so like you you feel good about that no matter what. Um, he just becomes an afterthought when Jokic decides that he's just going to barrel people to the basket. Like the only other person who gets shots at that point uh, is Jamal Murray and, and kind of Bruce Brown because he is not afraid to pull. I love BB. Uh, would probably go back to him again, but yeah, there, there's not much to go around once Jokic has a 41 percent usage rate in the second half, like he did this last game. Um, and when he just decides that it's time to go, I, I turn to my buddy, even though I, I think he had like uh, I forget how many he had at the half, but he had 18 right in the. Third third quarter before the third quarter started I was like oh he's going for 40 crap all right uh I guess he's not getting the assist that's why I was concerned about it but even with that in mind like KCP is gonna have to he's, he's gonna be out there we can rely on that there's no there's no scenario like where Michael Porter Jr. kind of got pulled uh and only played 26 minutes in this last game because of his poor shooting it's also because of his poor defense so uh that's not how Kenny uh Caldwell Pope gets down so uh I'm gonna move on to my favorite bet here dude laugh all you want laugh me all the way to the bank Kevin Love over 10 and a half points and rebounds is minus 119 on Caesars uh, unit and a half. Like say what you want. Like he gets this in nine minutes sometimes. So uh, he's gone over in 14 of 20. He's averaging like th- uh, 15 and a half minutes per game uh, at like averaging this essentially. Um, he, the only time he times in that those 20 games, in these playoffs that he has not gone over uh, the, the 10 and a half points and rebounds combined is when he has averaged 11 minutes per game. His most in any game was 16 minutes uh, when he didn't get it right. So basically if he gets, basically 15, if not 20, obviously easily 20, then he gets this because he's played 20 plus minutes eight times. He's gotten 10 and a half uh, points and rebounds more than that eight times. He's actually averaging 14 in those games. So um, you kind of laughed at him and being like, is that their, their ace in the hole? But it's like, it doesn't need to be their ace in the hole. It's just, he should have, can played in game one. Um, and now that that's been rectified by the use case of him coming in in game two and being a plus 18 in 22 minutes, He's got to go back to it. Like Spo knows, he he has to go back to it. Um, that that plus eighteen is fine. Don't give him thirty minutes and assume it's going to continue. I, I said that from the jump. It was like if he gets twenty to twenty five, that's all he needs. Twenty five is asking a lot. Twenty two is great. Uh, he was even two for nine from deep, and it still was wonderful. But he's at the, out there to pull as well because he needs Joker to respect the shot, uh, and and he, they want to pull him away from the basket. So he's going to continue to pull for that reason. Uh, the last thing I'll say: forty six percent rebound percentage when he's off the floor uh so far in in the, in the last game uh and then 51% overall in the playoffs is their rebound percentage when he's on the floor um so it's just it's obvious like you can't be you can't have an average height of 65 and a half against this nuggets team and hope to prevail like kevin love isn't out there to be a, a solid awesome center he's not out there to be dwight howard who stops dwight whatever right? he's just supposed to be a big body and to shoot when he gets the ball on the perimeter so i'm going to take over 10 and a half points and rebounds I didn't say anything. I wasn't gonna <laughs> gonna crap on this pick, man. That's they they absolutely need to play him and need to start him. And yeah, Spo said that he didn't have the foresight in game one to switch off Caleb Martin, <clears throat> who was getting worked down low along with Gabe Vincent. So yeah, they need love out there. Um That's all we need. Why did he get a hug mid game? I think I had it on mute at, at that point. He hugged Struess. Uh, I think he like accidentally like hit him in the groin or something. As well, I forget what it was, but he was just like hugging okay. Struess because he messed up basically. <laughs> He's he gets emotional anyway, at his yeah. old age. <laughs> You're 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 on the nose though, yeah. In terms of he he's got to shoot to pull Jokic away. They they're gonna try to move him around, um, and he's a great rebounder. And they yeah they were just getting worked without him out there. 
even at this stage in his career, he can help rebound. So I'm on board with it. <clears throat> we mentioned MPJ. Um, and I mean, really, we mentioned Gabe Vincent again in the in the best bets. Just 14 points is his prop. And that's why he's getting good odds in these head-to-head props, including to outscore MPJ. He's actually plus 0.5 uh, for minus 110 odds there. I, I'd put a unit and a half on that. I I know MPJ can bounce back here, but Mike, Michael Malone was so pissed at him in game two, right? <laughs> Did everything wrong. And then he just took a seat, wound up with five points. He does score a little bit more on the road in these playoffs, but slightly worse splits in his career on the road in the playoffs. Only 12 points per game on 34% from three. He is just a volume three-point shooter, despite being so tall. I mean, 73% of his attempts from the field in these last four games have been from beyond the arc. And so you're going to Miami, where the Heat have allowed just 11 threes per game at under 30% in these playoffs. And they clearly had his number in game two. They had a recipe to get in his airspace and just not let him rise up and fire, which he's been just firing over other people. But when you look at him as just a three-point shooter, and then you look at DK in a head-to-head prop, says Gabe Vincent is minus 155 to hit more threes than MPJ. <clears throat> that doesn't make sense to me because Gabe Vincent is also, at this point, scoring more on the interior and showcasing uh, a mid-range game. <clears throat> and, you know, the last he was quiet at home early in these playoffs, but the last three against Boston, 20 points per game on 53%. From the floor and 53% from three. That's a 130 offensive rating. You touched on his steady, steady usage rate. And we mentioned how there's the four other guys who, who need to score out of that backcourt for one other reason or another are, are kind of fading away for the Heat. At least Jimmy being below his production in this matchup. And Gabe Vincent stepping up. Just absolute heart, heart of a champion. Um, we haven't really seen him dip other than in that game seven against the Celtics when he had a pretty badly sprained ankle, but clearly he's looking good. These first two in the finals. Yeah. I mean, I support Gabe Vincent, but to be honest with you, I'm also supporting MPJ. So I won't be going on this because that's kind of my first bet here. I'm, I'm talking about a bunch of guys because I'm throwing little sprinkles, well, sprinkles, like probably quarter, half a unit on uh, these three bets I'm talking about here. Although Bruce Brown's in here and he's getting a full unit because it's Bruce. Um, and I love his points and rebounds, even though they've gone up a bit. I, the, I'm starting with MPJ, though, just to segue nicely from what you were saying and saying, like, I'm taking over two and a half threes for him. It was minus 140, minus 160 at times for him to get three threes before this last game, because I think after you watch him shoot 11 of them, he only made two. But the thought process is, well, he's going to hit three. And so, you know, the odds weren't great, but they've come back down to minus 119 on Caesars for him to hit uh, over two and a half threes. I'm going to put a half a unit on it because um I believe in him turning it around. He's still going to shoot the ball a ton. He now has 16 field goal attempts in uh in the first game, eight in this last one because he played 26 and was you right. He was bad on defense, but he's also shown flashes in the last like five six games of being good or above adequate 
above adequate on defense is what I'll say. Um, the three point attempts, like we said, 11 in the first game, then he just shot eight here. Uh, and in, in this last game and, and missed a lot of them. Um, but you know, he, he's better on the road right now than he is at home in the playoffs, which is interesting for him. Uh, he's making three exactly a game in the playoffs right now, uh, on eight and a half attempts, which is full two attempts more than the six and a half he's shooting when he's at home right now and making 2.4 of them. Um, so he's just been better on the road shooting and he's played six more minutes per game as well on the road than he has at home. They seem to keep him out there, uh, as a continuous threat. You know, if other guys are kind of shying away that you don't feel as comfortable, maybe playing a Christian Brown on the road quite as often, even though he's doing the bulk of his work in the first quarter, like maybe there's a few more minutes in there for, for MPJ, which is also why he's just shooting the ball a few more times. Um, and is averaging 16 points per game in 37 minutes. Uh, like I said, on the road versus the 12.7 per game in the 31 that he's playing at home. So I like him to get the threes. I'm going back to Struess. The thing I don't like about Struess is just like we said, like he's got to do it in the first half or like he probably isn't going to do it. He's getting like a few field goal attempts in the second half and his usage rate just goes down. Duncan Robinson seems to get the, the, the minutes in the second half, especially at the end of the third and beginning of the fourth quarter where there would be some good minutes for Struess out there. So that's what I don't love about it, which is why I'm just putting you know the 10 points I still think is super doable because of the usage rate like he's still shooting the ball 10 times a game uh and, and like he did in, in the last two so I, I'm gonna go back to him getting you know more than the, he does uh he also scores more is what I'm trying to say uh at home than when he's on the road so I'm gonna go back to that 11 points per game uh when he's at home in these playoffs versus nine on the road uh and 45 percent from the field which is what he's getting so I'm not really attacking the threes even though I know he's gonna continue to shoot them because we have seen him just come in and the, the points are still low enough for me that I think he can just kind of crawl over them. He also gets a couple of free throw attempts a game at home versus none, basically on the road. Uh, and he's gone over this a ton of times. So can he basically make like four shots? I think he can. And I think one of them will be a three and we'll, we'll get over 10 points or nine points. And I should Damn. mention, all right, let me just say the, uh, you're, I know you're waiting for and the parlay of all of those things, baby is plus six twelve on FanDuel is what I have it at. Okay. Yeah, you need a you need a too long didn't read summary for that one in the graphic, Jack. Um, you don't gotta listen. You just you're read it. You just gotta listen. Um, I do think MPJ, despite the fact that I'm fading him and saying I think Vincent can score more, I do think he can hit three threes. I just don't think he's doing anything else on the floor, and to me, it's a big risk because yeah, he's, like he's not helping the way the Nuggets play in terms of sharing the ball. They're not playing the beautiful game, so when he's out there um, to me, that means more Bruce Brown. So those having those two things in a parlay kind of counterposed. I mean, again, three threes is not a lot for MPJ, but I would like to see more Bruce Brown and MPJ sitting more if I'm the nuggets, um, you know, so we'll see how that plays out with Struce. Yeah. I, I'm also concerned because I mean, what's Duncan Robinson at? We were able to get him at like seven points, eight points. I was looking at that props up yet. Yeah, so he doesn't have his up yet. I do see, you know, him carrying over a little bit more than Struess, who just came out, got got right in that first quarter, and then wasn't really heard from again, and, and does kind of get picked on on defense. Well, what, do you, what do you make of Tyler himself. Hero in this whole equation, though? It doesn't sound like he's going to play in game three. All right. Yeah, so I, I would I would think he's still out. If if he does play, I think it'll probably be fifteen minutes or, or less. I yeah, think they just. Fair wouldn't really muddy the waters too much. So makes sense. Um, yeah. I, I mean, uh, interesting bets to, to go through here. Um, 
we'll see what happens. <laughs> we definitely will. Uh, we are getting ahead of these things, so hopefully you guys can get some good numbers on the stuff that we're talking about if you do tail. As that is all the time we have for you in this one, continue to follow along, like, and subscribe to that page. Check out the best bets we also have on top of these play-up props. And until we see you next for game four, happy betting. Stop, 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 stop.